Deezer Originals. Now, it's time for Strong and Stable. Strong and Stable, 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 Strong. Hello, and welcome to Extra Strong, Extra Stable. That's right, we're back again, just when you'd completely forgotten all about us. A bit like Mark Hamill or Scottish appearances at major football tournaments. I'm Dom Jolly, and I'm here with guests Tim Shipman, Emily Thornbury, and John O'Farrell. And we're discussing the thorny topic of whether it's okay to celebrate someone's art when their personal behaviour is a little, or indeed a lot, questionable. Now, obviously, this week, a man behind many wonderful movies, and Clark's too, has been revealed to be something of a monster. And can I just say that I, for one, am shocked that a physically huge, powerful, multi-millionaire movie executive with a reputation for being a horrific bully turned out to have been treating women badly. But my question to you guests is whether it's movies or music, whether it's Michael Jackson or Morrissey, Woody Allen or Wagner, where do we draw the line in enjoying and celebrating art created by people who have said or done decidedly dodgy things. I have to say, Morrissey has spoiled the Smiths for me. <laughs> <laughs> but Morrissey isn't the Smiths. I know, though, but the, the lyri- I used to think the lyrics were so clever in yeah. the 80s. And you think, and I sort of gave him the benefit of the doubt when he wrote about the Moors murderers or whatever. And now you go, actually, that was probably really awful to write about the Moors murderers in that way. I'm seeing it in a completely different light in the context of the things he's saying now. So you so, can't enjoy, I, just I, like I, you can't kiss a Tory, you now can't. I'm, I'm, I still love Johnny Marr's you know, guitar playing or whatever, but the, but Morris's lyrics and listening to Mor- Morrissey has been tainted for me by the man he has turned into. So you want Smith's albums with Morrissey's vocals yeah, yes, removed? Yes, yes, removed. You like want the, instrumental exactly, versions. Like the, like the balcony of Soviet photographs. <laughs> yeah. Morrissey, you know... Airbrushed out. Airbrushed out, yeah. Emily, what do you think about... I mean, obviously we're talking about Harvey Weinstein particularly. Can you go and watch a Harvey Weinstein movie now still? I with think good he's conscience? A, yeah, I mean, I think he's a, he was a producer. He's not going to appear on, on the screen. I think that makes a difference. Um, I have problems with Mel Gibson, actually, after all the, an- all the anti-Semitism. I like the film, I, and I have to, it's a slightly obscure film, but I love this film called What Women Want, yes. and I thought it was really funny, but I'm not sure I'd want to see it again, because I think I'd, I do feel differently about him. Because and, you now know what Mel wants, that's and, the problem. And seeing him on screen, I can't disassociate the actor, the good-looking man, the funny man, from everything that he said about... About uh, you know about Jews, I, I can't. So I don't, you know. So I think I would probably just watch something else. Do you think there's a difference if someone's done a sort of mea culpa and and done that, you know, gone on Oprah and apologised? Is it then all right, or is it once done? That's just a big PR stunt. But it's like uh, uh, Einstein going off and going, "I'm having sex addiction addiction therapy in Europe." That's just something to say to the lawyers. Always oh, seeking treatment, you yeah. know. And you it's don't a big think PR stunt? Well, anyway, it's not sex addiction. It's power addiction. It's a he's a bully and he's a, a assaulter. It's not a it's not like being uh, hooked on gambling or drugs or whatever. It's, you know, the man's a monster. But they now seem to be sort of suggesting they might strip him of his Oscars, which I think would be slightly ridiculous. I mean, it would be a bit like going back and saying, you know, if you if you banned everyone from the Oscars who'd been involved in some form of sexual harassment, there'd be almost be nothing left. It'd be like that 1988 Olympic sprint final where seven of the eight <laughs> people were banned from drugs. Who do you go back and give the gold medal to? Um, you know, who but they won have, the Tour de France in 1987? You know, they have stripped him of his BAFTA membership. I know, I don't so know how that, that. <laughs> It's just over for him. <laughs> that going, was the final what, nail in the coffin. What is this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Who I mean, are these people? I mean, most art forms are collaborative, and so Shakespeare in Love is still a great film, irrespective of 
about Weinstein's involvement in it. It doesn't change what a great piece of work that is. Yes. Uh, but sometimes the presence of the individual, like Emily was saying, is so huge that you just can't look at anything else. You don't watch reruns of Jim Will Fix It and go, I'm not sure about that set. Do you know what I mean? But or who, the theme music's a bit wrong. Who you watches know? reruns of Jim Will uh, Fix well, It? Well, John Oliver played one the other night. That's oh, what okay, I was thinking of. I'm just but, checking. Uh, <laughs> but, but you uh, dance to Michael Jackson. Say it's not a Tory and you're dancing yeah, the to Michael still great. The music so you're is dancing great. away. You're absolutely going to suddenly remember Michael Jackson. You're okay with that? Yeah, I think so. You're good with that? I think it's all right. I think it's different. Why is Jacko different then? Why is it okay to enjoy Michael Jackson? I mean, presumably we don't enjoy Gary Glitter songs anymore. Maybe we do. <laughs> well, I can still see the art in the Gary. Oh, I never liked Gary Glitter then. But you, you, what, what someone does creative, creatively yeah. and, what, and what you hear coming out of speakers is not the same as them putting across uh, an ideological point of view. And maybe the difference with Morrissey is he's talking about issues and life and society. With Michael Jackson, when he goes, blame it on the boogie, you're going, no, actually, Michael, blame it on you. <laughs> it really was your fault. But, uh, but we're, not, we're not wondering what did he do with Billie Jean, are we? Um, it well, sort we of de- are, no. <laughs> it depends a bit whether um, the art form itself is, is sort of ties in with what they've been doing. I mean, uh, but I Wagner suppose... doesn't make you do Hitler salutes, does he? No, but we are confused a bit because Emily's saying that she finds it difficult to watch a film you enjoy now knowing Mel Gibson's views, anti-Semitic views, but yet we're sort of happy to dance to Michael Jackson. So we're... Because we're nuanced, Don. Are we nuanced? We're nuanced here and we're thoughtful. That doesn't help these sort of podcasts. We need strong opinions, strong and stable opinions. Um, so do we think Weinstein... I mean, do we think Weinstein will get a comeback? No. No. Not at all. Oh, no. Well, there's always second lives in, in America, aren't there? I yeah. mean, he will go on Oprah, he will pour out his heart, and, and it will be massively tedious when he does so. And, no. Uh, Rose- no, 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 really, no. He mustn't go on Oprah. We really don't want to see him again. Uh, I think what John was saying is absolutely right. I don't think, I think that first of all, he doesn't understand that this isn't about sex. This is about power. This is about bullying. It's just the way you bully women. Mm. And I think there's, there's something about that. I think there's, you know, it's like people thinking that, that rape is about sex. It, it, mm. it, I mean, it is in some, in one respect, but it actually, it's about power and it's about men dominating women and violating women. You know, that's what it's about. It's not about sex. Sex is about something else. Well, yeah, some have described Weinstein's action as a terrible abuse of power. Funny, I thought it was a terrible abuse of women as well. Yeah. I mean, Harvey Weinstein's behaviour is indefensible and disturbing, said George Clooney, who'd worked closely with Weinstein for 20 years. So obviously knew nothing about it. How complicit do we think think all of Hollywood is? is? I think this is a big question that um, I... I've worked with people who've worked with Weinstein and said he was a terrible bully. And you would think that people would just push a little harder and go, um, what did this involve for the women around him? You know, if, and there must have been men who witnessed it and thought it was easier to turn a blind eye. So there is, I think it's on powerful people to use the, you know, the power, they, power they have to try and stop this thing continuing. Because not, Weinstein's not the only person out there behaving like this. Well, no, why won't actors stop making movies with Woody Allen? I mean, it's not like his films are any good these days, is it? But I mean, <laughs> uh, Weinstein gave the excuse that he came of age in the 60s. Isn't it amazing that men like him and Trump don't even come of age when they're in their 60s? Is this something that gets worse with age or... I'm looking around the room at us. I think it's about... I think, I think it is... I think as as men become more powerful, it's tempting for them to turn to younger women who are ambitious and and uh, and vulnerable and say, "Do you want to be my friend?" 
Mm. Yeah, so do you want to be my friend and I can help you? And and it's up to you really, isn't it, whether you want to do this or not. And so I think that as and that's the that's the that's kind of part of the problem. I mean there is the, the sort of the just the, the physical attacks, but there's also a kind of psychological pressure which is sometimes put on younger women. Mm. And and that is more likely to happen obviously as the as, as men get more powerful. So, I do think there's a generational yeah. difference here though as well. I remember mm. um there was a brilliant uh, column uh, in the Times by Hugo Rifkin a while ago who sort of said every, about the age of sort of 40 downwards um, generationally a bunch of blokes back in the 70s and 80s just grabbed anything that was passing and hoped for the best. I don't think we should be complacent though there's still in schools there's been an increase in boys harassing women and I think there's there's an atmosphere that's created by media and politics and we have to work very hard to stop it slipping back. What is the answer then? I mean is is this going to be something... education, constant reminder. I think it's also about just making sure that women women are have an opportunity when they're younger to to really think about what is consent. Mm. When do you consent to something? You don't have to. You really don't have to. But also the Weinstein yeah. board was all male, I mean, which doesn't help. Mm, I mean, yeah. I think it's all about getting more, mm. more women into those sort of situations. But everyone's going on about how Hollywood now suddenly is. It's all going to, the floodgates are open, it's going to end. But surely it's not. I mean, this thing just constantly happens, this type of behaviour, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm sure there's other people out there like Weinstein and there's more, more, more examples of this, this sort of thing will come out. But uh, the reaction to it has been so strong, which I hope that it is, uh, that it's, you know, uh, going to change things going forward. But this I is a watershed. Most people my age would dream of behaving like this. They no. just wouldn't think they'd get away with it, in, you know, even if they wanted to try it, which but most you, of us have never considered. But do you think it's generational there? Because it does happen a lot. I mean, obviously, I, I mean, no one I know I think would do that. But is that something that comes with power and, and a sort of abuse of power? But I think there's a difference, as I say, between the kind of the really overt, aggressive behaviour of Weinstein and the more insidious behaviour that I've been talking about. And I think that still continues. And that's the that's the issue. And I think it's it's part of the problem, I think, is about well, part of the solution to this is to is to bolster up the confidence of younger women and and for them to to kind of get what is consent and what isn't consent what's 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 acceptable behavior and what isn't and the fact that they have friends and that the fact that there are other women who've been through it and that they if they do raise it they will be supported I think about sports stars, you know, young footballers, young American footballers, their behaviour, there's been plenty of examples of them behaving appallingly and accusations of rape and sexual harassment. And it's, that's, again, about power. So it's a, and so it's also about the distribution of power. And entitlement. Like, yeah, entitlement. A feeling of entitlement. Yeah. OK, well, thank you, guests Tim Shipman, Emily Thornbury and John O'Farrell. Uh, that's it for this week's Extra Strong, Extra Stable. But wouldn't it be great if we brought you a new episode of Strong and Stable on Friday? What's that, Prime Minister? It's it's a hypothetical question, so you're refusing to answer. Nice. Goodbye. That was Strong and Stable. We'll catch you next time. Please subscribe. Deezer. Deezer. Originals.